Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Episode 4, Side B. This is a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good, if not better, than that in the mainstream. For example, the piece of music you are listening to, this composition that is underneath my voice as we speak, that I am rudely interrupting, is by an artist called Nimrod. Nimrod is an electronic musician who writes lo-fi instrumental music using live bass, old-school hip-hop beats and childhood field sounds. And yeah, that's who that is. I'll leave all of his links and everything to do with him in the show notes. In this episode, we'll be focusing on the artists. We'll be having a chat about some artists that have sent in their work to us. And we'll be taking their music apart and putting lovely, 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 lovely back together again. Is that a word, Wayne? Lovely, lovely, It is now. With me on the show, I've got Wayne. Hello, everybody. How are you, Wayne? I'm always good. Fantastic. Also with us, our special guest... From yonder distance and just down the road in Stourport, Chloe Mogg. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? Fantastic. You good? Yeah, all good here. Excellent. How's how's the <laughs> how's the river down there? Uh, high, very high. <laughs> Last time I saw you couldn't ride the dragon. You know what I mean? What's the yeah. point you're in Stourport? You can't ride the dragon. Yeah. How, right, can, right. how can you how can you get high and not ride the dragon? Exactly. <laughs> See, time point to me. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yes, we've got, uh, like I said, we've got two artists. Well, two, we've chosen two artists. Um, the artists I've chosen, I'll tell you about in a minute. But listen, and, uh, what, what, I'm, I'm actually waffling, Wayne. 
This is why we have to edit it, you see. If this was live, it'd be awful. So, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's the show, that's what we do. And we're going to move on to our first artist, Wayne. That's what we're going to do now. We're going to move on to our first artist. Tell them about it. Uh-oh. Don't tell them about it, I'm telling them about it. <laughs> we're going to move on to our first artist, who is KB and the Idle World, with her song, Joan, and her conversation with me. Yeah, you did one for change, you lazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, so this, this is that. Listen. I'm terrific. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I've just been listening to your music for about an hour. It's it's um it's, it's hard to put a, a label on what you do. <laughs> it's uh, it, and that that, that, might, that sounded bad when I said that then, but I didn't mean yeah. it to come across that way. And what I mean is, it's you got such an eclectic um, range of different um, influences in there that it's, you, you've. Yeah, you created like a soup of. Um, obviously, you've got your your country influences, and somebody in the band probably likes metal, and somebody else likes like hard rock, and you've blended them together seamlessly. And it's a sound that I'm not accustomed to. I'm British, so we're not used to that sound anyway that you produce in America. But <laughs> I, it's it's absolutely brilliant. How did you come up with this sound? Um. Well, for like the the past five or six years, I've been hearing a lot of. Um, like really gritty guitars and horns and I wanted to find a way to incorporate them. And that's becoming more clear now, but this had a lot of hard rock in it. Like this, I, I had to get a lot of this hard rock out of the system. Yeah. Just like moving from folk into music that I've always wanted to make, which is just like really upbeat, nasty kind of stuff that tells stories that are, you know, different and that are true and different. It almost feels a bit rebellious because you've obviously got your, your traditional elements in there, like your, you know, and like I said, you got the elements of folk and you got your elements of country, and the purists would probably hate this. But those yes. of us that like to think outside the box think that this is something quite special. Mm. So, yeah, um, what's the reception been like for your music? It's been great. It's like people really love Drown. I really love Drown too. Um, I think it's like a a big arrival for me, this EP, because I'm giving myself permission to like have all these different ways and sounds come together. And I think it's speaking to a lot of different kinds of audiences because they might really love Glories off the EP and find a way to get behind Drown because Glories reeled them in somehow. Um, so like, I think it, it's it been a, a space where people can find appreciation for a lot of different types of music, which I have. So I think I guess it just translates to more fans like me that are just so widely eclectic in their taste. But it's been great. Like people really love the ro- the roller coaster ride that it is to listen to the whole thing from start to finish. It's really for me. It's really refreshing. I mean, we get submissions all the time. We have got loads of different music coming in, and music's been done for that long now. It's hard to uh, come up with something new and refreshing. So this was this stood out straight away for me. This is, I mean. Probably is something out there that sounds a bit like what you're doing, but I haven't come across it yet. So yeah, this was really refreshing for me. And for the listeners listening at the moment, and when I say at the moment, this is recording, it's got to be edited, but when it goes (laughs) out, I haven't introduced you yet, which is really unprofessional. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this is your Katie Burke and the... KB in the Idlewild, yeah. Idlewild. And how did that name come to be? The name? So Idle, so I was like, 
I, when I first started hearing sounds like this that took me like six years to make, because um, I, only, I only made like folk singer-songwriter songs before this work started to come to be, um, I was like driving in Massachusetts where I'm from and uh, I just took a bunch of turns off a road and ended up at this farm called Idlewild. And I was like, holy shit. Like, oh, can I swear? Yeah, you swear as much as you want. <laughs> um, yeah, Idlewild was like, I was like, that's exactly what the sound is. That's the words. That's the vowels. Like that is, it's weird. And I looked up what idle meant and it meant story. And for me, like the word idle meaning story and wild just meaning anything goes is like any story, any genre is like totally okay for this band to, to set off on. And it's just like, it's just something for every story and something for everybody and every rhythm, you know, that's, that's cool. the story behind like the name. That's a cool story. A lot of people we get on don't really have stories behind the name. It's kind of like, uh, we've got this weird name because we well, thought it sounded Cause cool. Cause it was weird. <laughs> okay. Um, Idle, by the way, in Britain doesn't mean that. I mean, it probably does mean that. It probably says that in the dictionary, but we use it as a, another word for lazy. No kidding. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> I wonder how that... I would, So then I'm sure that'll be really exciting for audiences uh, in the UK to hear Idle Wild and be like, wow, they're going to be lazy sons of bitches. And then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's definitely nothing lazy about your music. <laughs> <laughs> it's the furthest thing from me. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so tell me a bit about your band, about, you know, uh, how long you've been together, how did you meet and everything? Yeah, so there's been a couple, like, reiterations of this band. The band I'm going on tour with is a really incredible group of people, and they're super devoted to, like, getting what uh, the sounds need. On the record itself, I used uh, session players that my producer, Evan Sealing, knew, and so I, I hired them once for like two of the songs and then I just kept hiring them because I loved how creative they were. And we shaped and sculpted the tones and the sounds, but the session players are separate from the actual musicians that go out on the road and that play shows with me. But uh, one person who does both is Rachel Crick, and I've been with her since Believer came out in 2017. And... Um, She's nuts. She's like the monster truck of fiddlers and she does all these weird noises for me and she's a beautiful human. So she's like the one person who's been with me on the record and um, at shows and everything like that. Okay. Um, How did the band take having session players play their part? I mean, when I was in a band, if the the singer told me we were going to go and record our EP, but you're not coming because we're going to get somebody better to do it in the studio. (laughs) I'd I'd have been really insulted. (laughs) Well, I mean, so on Believer, like the whole thing that started was I wrote the song Believer and like I was, I I had just gotten sober. I was like a year sober and that totally changed my life. So I was on addicted to speed and addicted to alcohol for years since like 15, 12 years. And it just kept, I don't know. I couldn't make the music I wanted to make. But then once I got sober, I was actually feeling these emotions and not bottling them or or whatever, whatevering them away, distracting them away. So I got angry enough that I wrote this song, Believer, and then it just like ripped something open in me. And I found a guitarist and I found a drummer and I found a bassist and they were all connected and friends or brothers. And we recorded Believer. And then we recorded, uh, then we started playing shows and we recorded Cold Stop. And then we all parted ways but then I had to make this record, so that's when I got the session musicians. So Idle Wild is less of a group and more of a 
series of sounds that's kind of evolving all the time. It's more of like a sense of things of for the sounds rather than like a group of like these people. Okay. I did notice in a lot of your music, your use of sounds is, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. You, you'll add things in that don't really add to the music as such, but it'll add a nuance to the, to the song that adds to the character of the song and it makes the, makes the song stand out uh, in, in different parts in different ways, which is really clever. And I, I can't really say what part I'm on about because it happens, happens in different songs in different ways. So you yes. obviously you know, have a gifted bunch of musicians. I mean, have, you, have you known the guys like, for a long time or did you put out, put out an advertisement for them? No, so for the session musicians, it was, again, it was the musicians that uh, my producer always used. And so, but I wrote all the music and I knew the direction I wanted to go. And some of the stuff I was really specific about, and it was a very collaborative process. I was like, you know, on Glories, I'm like, I need this horn line here. And I wrote the horn line part, or I needed second line drums here. But like, these guys are so, you know, they go out on tour, you know, so many days a year with these huge country artists that they, they ended up bringing like a country flair to everything or a playfulness where I wanted things to be dark. So we met in the middle and it made this kind of more commercial sound than I had anticipated. But they were all hired guns that were just, they're so well versed in catching a feel and making it really sore. You know, they just get inspired by what's already there and then add their own heart to it. So like special moments were either happening in the studio or they were happening because we were directing it to be so, but there was a lot of both. It was like this really exciting, terrifying thing. Like my head would, would hurt so bad. Like I have this thing where I can't listen to my vocals day of, I need to take an entire day because you just don't hear correctly. If you're stressed, like I had to, I, after a studio day with the guys, like they're so incredible and I couldn't hear them without this like sense of everything's wrong. Everything's falling apart. Do you know what I mean? When things go away from what you anticipate and you're like, I really want this, 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 this. But when you finally let go and take a day, you're like, oh, and this is really cool. We could take that back. It's just like this constant negotiation, which if I'm, I'm literally pr- like co-producing this all by myself, I don't have three other people to bounce these ideas off of. It's like, it's a lot. And I'm not used to being a total leader. So like that was also a huge accomplishment in this EP is because I had to, all the responsibility was on me and like, this, this is how I want to do this. So it was, it was a big change <laughs> personally. It sounds like it was a lot of hard work. Yeah. As a drummer, I don't have those problems. Everything's pretty linear for me. If something doesn't doesn't sound right, I just tune it. (laughs) But obviously, you have a lot more to concentrate on than I say. Totally. totally. Um, So what what have you got coming up? I mean, obviously, you've got this EP that you've just released. Is it released now? Yeah. Yeah, you've just released this EP uh, and you're going to be touring it. Yeah. So I have a a tour in April. We're going to the Northeast and um, that should be really fun. We're going to like North Carolina, Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, and it'll be great because I'm from Massachusetts and New York. So I'm I'm really excited to see all those people and have them come out and see a full band show and should be pretty killer. Sounds awesome. Have you got anything else planned for the year, like any more releases later on? No, this is like, this has been such an incredible journey. I think it's, it's time to support it support the heck out of it get into some festival circuits and then um 
probably in the summer go into the studio again and, and do a full length. It's probably going to have a lot more horns and a lot more New Orleans type of dirt with it. So that that's exciting. But that is like another whole bitch to do. <laughs> I okay. need to like sit in this right now. <laughs> Who would you say are your biggest influences when it comes to your sound? I would say it's um, like I grew up with a lot of Motown and like really unique sounds from the Beatles. Like what is it? Track eight off Sgt. Pepper's when it was like uh, we were talking. That was like the first time I ever heard a sitar and I like lost my mind. <laughs> um, so Middle Eastern music like really influences how I sing and play with notes. And but I was, you know, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix is a huge influence. Led Zeppelin, like all the classic rock stuff I love because it's so big and exciting and anthemic. And there's so much heart. Like they just don't give a fuck. And they just <laughs> whatever it is, is what is happening right now. There's, there's such a commitment to what is and what's happening and what they're letting out. You know, I, I adore that. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I like so much about your music. Oh, you, you can see that you wear your influences on your sleeve. You can, when you listen to the music, you can you can hear those influences in there, especially the classic rock. But to be able to make something that's essentially a 70s, early 80s, probably even late 60s sound, sound mm. contemporary and fit perfectly in today's environment, which is what you've done, it's quite an achievement, I think. Thank you. I so appreciate that. That's kind. Thank you. Yeah, and coming from someone from Britain, because we don't really get on with uh, that American-style folk usually, but, uh, the, the, yeah, occasionally you'll get someone come along who absolutely smashes it out of the, the ballpark, I think. Um, so I'm going to ask you a few silly little questions now. Silly questions? Silly questions. Oh, God. The best type of questions. Um, right, firstly, 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 I need to find my questions because oh, I forgot what they okay. are. Okay. Uh, if you okay imagine you're going on holiday you're going somewhere nice on holiday you're going for a week uh-huh. so where would you go anywhere in the I world would go anywhere in the world money's not an object uh i would go to cuba lovely do you like cigars <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> random question i don't know why i asked it um okay so you're going to cuba and you're taking with you an MP3 player. It's an old MP3 player, and you only have WAV files on your computer. So you can only fit two songs on the MP3 oh player. My God. They're the only two songs you're going to get to listen to all week. What are they? <laughs> okay, I would say Smokestack Lightning by Howling Wolf and uh, Magdalena by Sergio Mendez. I thought you were going to say Macarena then by. Um... No! <laughs> Maybe that would be a really different trip, like the last trip I ever take. If I wanted to actually commit suicide, I would bring <laughs> the Macarena as one of the songs. Jesus Christ, Katie, that's dark. Um, <laughs> fuck, uh, okay. <laughs> so, moving swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> next question. Okay, if you could collaborate with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collaborate with? Oh, 100%. I would collaborate with Jimi Hendrix and One Alive. Oh, that's so hard. Um, I guess, all right, it would be it would be Jack White if I wanted to keep doing what I'm doing. But if I wanted to get out, I would just hit up Justin Timberlake because he's so cute. <laughs> <And> Justin Timberland. <laughs> and I just love that duo. 
Yes, um, not a fan, but ah! I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with you on the Jack White. I think he's a phenomenal artist. Yeah, mm. and you're the first person to bring up Jack White and Jimi Hendrix. So good choices. Mm. You gotta love Jimi Hendrix. He's okay, a perfect human. Final question: If you could remove and completely obliterate one song so it doesn't exist anymore you hate it that much despite the backlash you might get off people that do like the song what song are you going to get rid of um I god that feels like such a bad like thing to say it is yeah it's evil but evil <laughs> blue blue dabba dee if I was green I would die that blue song <laughs> blue dabba dee dabba dee blue dabba dee dabba dee can't, don't pretend you don't sing along to it though when it's on the radio Every time, and that's why I want it gone because it <laughs> runs me. It <laughs> runs me. <laughs> I'm so out of control when that song comes on. I can't have it around. It's like booze. I can't have it. Just can't. Yeah, it's one of those one hit, <laughs> one hit wonders that should never have happened. Yeah, I agree. Oh my god! Awesome. Right, so if our followers, our listeners, they want to find you, they want to listen to you, they want to stalk you. Where can they do this? Yeah, uh, so kbandtheidlewild.com, and you spell Idlewild, I-D-Y-L-L-W-I-L-D-E, and that's the same for Instagram and YouTube, um, and you might have to spell the word and if it's on one of those social sites, same with Facebook and all of those, and it's on Spotify and SoundCloud and Amazon and iTunes, the new EP, I Just Want to Love You, I Just Want to Let You. Excellent. And as always, we'll leave the links in the show notes so that you don't have to type it in. You can just click on it. Um, yeah, I've got another question, but it's gone from my head. Uh, come on, Rich. <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> I am. That's a, I sing all day for a living. Like It's tiring. Oh. It's your brain. It's hard. Poor, poor you doing what you love for a living. Hey, man, right before my show, I lost my voice. I was terrified that made my life was gone forever. I mean, it took a huge moment. Like, I was scared. Like, anything that is the most pleasant and the dream can be unpleasant and sorrowful and fearful. Like, it's both, you know? It's not just 100% joy all the time. There's terrifying moments in all aspects of a, a dreamy, cool life. Or a shitty life. It has everything. Yeah. I think the good thing about your music, though, is if you have, like, a sore throat, your music still sounds really good with the raspy voice, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, you can get through it. Yeah, those high notes, though, they might not come. But, yeah, you can at least fake it till you make it. I mean, someone like Adele couldn't get away with it with her music, but you probably could with yours. Yes. There's a good in fact, you might even sure. add to it, in, in, in a sense. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm done here. I am done here. Um, we're going to play a song <laughs> of yours uh, from the new EP. Which song would you like us to play for the listeners? Oh, I would love for you to play Drown. Drown. Yeah. And that's what we'll do then. We'll play that. Thank you for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You too, Richie. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do for all the musicians out there that are making stuff. It's- Gotta get heard, you know? Thank you. There's so much good music out there that's better than what's in the mainstream, and it's it's just a shame that it doesn't get heard. But yeah, we do what we can. Well, I'm gonna let you go then. Thank you again. It's been a pleasure, and uh, hopefully, I'll speak to you again soon. 
Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Richie. I hope you enjoy your day and get some rest. <laughs> Thank you. Get some time before you figure out you can't take it. I ain't drinking, but baby, we know it's crazy. Find a new way to raise hell. Find a new way.
Okay, so did you enjoy that, did you? <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> did it come through nice and clear? Yeah, yeah, really good. Okay, cool. Okay, so that was KB and the Idlewild with her song, Drown. This song has a lot going on, Wayne, an awful lot. Let me just refer to my notes that I didn't do many of because I didn't have time. Um, got no notes for this one, Wayne. Uh, yes, I, I love this song a lot, <laughs> obviously, because I chose it. I chose, chose all the songs because you never choose a song for the B-sides. Yep, nothing to say there. <laughs> stop, stop pulling your weight, Wayne. Stop pulling your weight. <laughs> anyway... I'll chose this. Um, it's very, it's very alternative country pop rock. Um, it's kind of like she's like the naughty child of country. It's like the, the, you got your country folk, and the, I thought you were going to say country file then. You got your country folk. And I can imagine they're quite set in their ways, what they're like, and you've got this girl coming along doing this, and you can imagine them, you know, raise some eyebrows. Type thing. You can imagine her getting up on stage um, at some like, you know, barn dance, and, and really all... pissing someone off. And then you just see some <laughs> old bloke get up and just turn the game down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's got an amazing voice. It's got some interesting nuances going on with the voice in the song. Uh, I love that that falsetto she does. It feels like she's singing. Some somebody sneakily grabs a bum or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, but it, it's really good. It's um, yeah, I like it. Uh, smells a bit like. Remember the song "Bad to the Bone." Yeah. Bad to the bone. Yeah. Yeah. Smells a bit like that to me. Right. Okay. But I like it. I like it. Okay. Slightly, slightly deranged. It's got a deranged feeling about it. Well, that comes from the lyric, doesn't it? I quite fancy her. Hold you down and drown you in love. I fancy her a bit, but I think Ooh. she'd eat me alive. She loves you so much, <laughs> she's going to fucking drown you in it. Yeah. <laughs> she was lots of fun to talk to. I bet she was. Yeah. I look forward to listening. Yeah, I, yeah. Talk about pulling your fucking weight. about start sending me the fucking interviews? Oh, I can send you them. I just haven't edited them yet. That's no, what you do with me, though. You just send me your interviews unedited, and then I have to edit them. I told you I was going to interview the people when I weren't editing them. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what do you think, Wayne? What do you think about this song, Wayne? I didn't like this the first few listens. All right, I, I struggled with it, and then it occurred to me that it's uh, it's because it was something very familiar, but it was different. And it sort was it of, bad to the bone? And no, it was it was it, it was sort of stirring things up, and I, I think. I just got confused by the whole thing and then just fell in love with it straight away and went, oh, yeah, I get it now. Um, I've got that it's uh, it's got some very, like, it's got classic rock in there, it's got some blues, almost like... It's very fucking, fucking loose yeah, folk yeah. in there. It's got some fucking lovely grooves as well. <coughs> I'm living for that fucking splash symbol. I am. It's fantastic, that <laughs> is. Um, I thought that just, I found her approach to the way she sings very interesting. It's, it's just attack. Yeah. It's, it's attack, a, you know. Is, yeah. She she is full on living that but moment. She's got a, an amazing yeah. voice as well, though. You know, uh, I'm loving those bassy, fuzzy guitars. Those are fucking nice. I got a feeling of like the raconteurs and and Wolf Mother yeah. and that yeah, sort yeah. of those sort of bands. Yeah, mm. very very bass. You know, uh, Death from Above, 1979, that sort of thing. Um, fantastic. Like I said uh, before, the the fucking lyric is amazing. Hold you down and drown you, uh, drown you in my uh, drown you in love. That is fucking that. That is. That promotes such an image of pinning somebody down in the bath while holding them and going, I love you! I love you! <laughs> you don't want to be a male! You're not going to be with anybody! 
<laughs> well, I didn't really imagine it like that, but it uh, says, says a lot about you, Wayne. <laughs> well, <laughs> where do we go from there? Chloe, what did you think? <laughs> I really liked it. I think it was really passionate and, like, so soulful and the production is just huge and in your face. You can't ignore it, which is great. But I thought it was very much like Rival Sons, but fronted by, obviously, this fierce woman. And yeah. I, I think it was killer. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I've worked out who Chloe reminds me of now. Oh, some, God. Some girl Mimi, we saw at a festival last year. Mimi <laughs> she sounds like Mimi from Mimi Detroit. She does sound a bit like Mimi from Mimi Detroit. Oh, I love Mimi. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, she's great. You know Mimi, got, do you? Yeah, yeah, I know her really well. She's great. Okay. You, you pair you of, you pair of stalked like a... me all summer last year. <laughs> everywhere I've gone, you've played the week met, before. I've, I've met you everywhere. once. <laughs> yeah, but I was down at the camp house um, at um, Worcester, and you played oh, the right. week before. I was like, for fuck's sake, he's fucking everywhere. <laughs> it's a Birmingham game. I fucking oh, Mimi's played the other night the week before. Well, you've got to get your <laughs> name out there, Wayne. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Play everywhere. Um, yeah, so, that, yeah, that was KB in the Idle World. Check her out. We'll leave all the links and all the stuff in the show notes. I hope you all liked her. So, moving on. <laughs> I'm going to move on to our next artist who is Ella Harp with her song Screaming Into The Void (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love that you did that That was brilliant (laughs) Okay Oh and I had a chat with her as well (laughs) It was me Wayne had a chat with her as well Make, make, Make what you want to be uh, so Ella Harp is me. I'm Ella Don Jenkins, and um, I play the harp, so I go by Ella Harp. And, um, yeah, I play harp and write songs and do music stuff. <laughs> it's it's not a very mainstream instrument, a harp, so I'm interested in how you came to be a harpist over all the other instruments you could have chose. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more random choices, I guess. My mom when my little or my older sister was really little bought a, like a little tiny harp out of some catalog cuz she thought it was cute and then we finally years and years later ended up sort of bumping into a people that took harp lessons and then ended up taking harp lessons ourselves so my mom was really you know dedicated to the idea of my sister and I playing something and she had this harp and then we had this teacher so she drove us every day or every Friday for like 8 years like really far away from our house like 100 miles to so my harp teacher's house and then back so I, you're not really going to quit when your mother does all that for you <laughs> no you're stuck with it then yeah absolutely yeah. it's it's fascinating to me I, is it difficult to to pick up I mean it, it looks like a very difficult instrument it looks like a piano without the keys is a harp you know it's, you're sort of playing the strings of the piano rather than playing the keys of the piano if that makes yeah, any sort of sense it does yeah it's quite similar to the piano actually um but it's it's really not i think it's it's easier because one of the nice or definitely one of the easier stringed instruments because one of the nice things about the harp is that you you play the same in in every key so like the piano to me is much harder because you have to have essentially a different like skill set for every key that you're playing in whereas on the harp you just sort of preset everything and then you're you're good to go so it's really not that not that crazy as far as stringed instruments go uh, excellent. How long is it taking you to get to the level you're at now? Um, you know, 
it's hard to gauge. <laughs> I've been playing since I was eight, which is kind of a really long time now. But I, I went to um, actually went to, to uni in Glasgow and studied harp for three years at the um, what used to be the RSAMD and is now the RCS in Glasgow there. But um, I think before I went there, I was reasonably okay. And when I got back, I was better. And I guess I must be better than that now. But it's it's hard to it's hard to gauge. I, I mean, you know, I, I bust my way through a gig. Nobody throws tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a half is too civilized for tomatoes. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'd slice them real nice, though. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, you're our first harpist, I believe. Um, uh, we, we normally get guitarists and, and keyboard players and piano players. So you're our first harpist. Yay. Um, how did you transition it? I mean, I, I always think of a, a, a harp as a classical instrument. Um, how did it transition to being the sort of the genre that you I mean, explain what genre you do yeah so I started out um as a kid learning classical music and I really didn't like it and I actually started writing music just to get out of practicing because I found out that if I wrote something my mother would be really excited about it so when we went to my lesson she'd be like oh she wrote this so you gotta you gotta like write it down or something so like I just trick my harp teacher into writing my music down instead of playing classical music so I feel a little guilty about that but it's okay it got me started and then um yeah I just kind of I guess my rebellion from classical music was traditional music and then I studied that in uni for a bunch of years and then played that for um, a number of years after I got back and then it just kind of seemed, I just kind of got bored with it, which felt horrible because you're making your living with music and you feel like you should be, you know, okay with it. But I just, I don't know. I just wanted to start leaning towards more kind of bluesy stuff. Cause that's, um, I guess the kind of music that I angle myself towards. So yeah, I just kind of started singing music and playing music and just making things until I guess it became my own sort of I guess it's like blues, folk, and pop influence is what I sort of call it. But it's it's hard to it's hard to categorize your own stuff. It's much easier for somebody else to be like, "Oh yeah, it's this." I'm like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> yeah, because I, I read your bio just before we um, before we linked upon this, and uh, I got the whole blues thing. I was thinking, well, the, the the track that we're playing today, which is "Screaming Into the Void," I got I was getting sort of Celtic and and folky elements to it, you know, especially uh, the. Um, the lovely use of percussion in there, which I think is claps and clicks. Is is that sort of what it is? Yeah, it's clap, clapping and, and snapping, <laughs> using what yeah. you got. Yeah, it's, it's it's brilliant. It gives a, a lovely earthy feel to, to the song, um, along with the harp. I, I find the harp gives it this lovely sort of dreamlike mel- uh, melody and, and lullabyic feel. It's just fantastic. Thank you. How does it go down when you when you play live? And you play these these gigs. I'm assuming that you're playing clubs and bars and things like that. How, how does it go down when you know you go up on stage and pull a harp out? Does, does everybody sort of go, "Oh, wow, what's this going to be"? I think they do. Yeah, <laughs> mostly I get I run into the issue with sound people where they're like, "How much space do you need? Like, do you need an elevator? Like, how I, like how do you get? How are you even going to get it in here?" And I'm like, "It's really small. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It's not that big of a deal." But you know, people have like a, a visual conception of what the harp is like. And when I show up with my little harp that you know I designed so it would fit in the overhead bin of an airplane, so when I show up with that, they're sort of like, you know, it's a bit of a of you know of the disconnect between what you were thinking and what you're looking at yeah because the, the, the minute you say harp you instantly go for those sort of like massive mahogany um sort of armed you know the, the thing that looks like it's on the side of a, a guinness um yeah for sure uh can and 
and I saw the picture of you playing, and this is this is very small. It's like laptop size, isn't it? It's, it's that sort of well, it's a bit bigger than that, but it's, it's that sort of thing. Is there a term for this sort of harp? Is it or is it just the universal term of harp? So for smaller ones like that, because it has um, the sharpening mechanism and the essentially the the um, key changing abilities on the harp are done by lovers. It's usually just called a lover harp or a Celtic harp, as opposed to the, the big ones that you see in orchestras that are changed by pedals. So um, usually something I thought would just be called a lover harp or because of the shape and size, it'd probably still be referred to as a Celtic harp or something like that. I'm fascinated by this. I'm asking you lots of questions about this because it's, uh, we, yeah, we've never had a harpist before and it's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those where you just go, how does that work? How does this go? You know, I've seen how people sort of can learn the harp with the different coloured strings um, mm-hmm. that, that go down. I'm assuming it's the same sort of thing as a piano. Each each string is a is a note. Is it determined where you play it? You know, uh, the higher up gives you a different key to um, a different note to the lower down. Is or do you just play it in a certain area? You generally play it sort of towards the the middle half, maybe the lower middle half of the string, and it, it changes slightly. It can be a little bit like buzzier and more direct sounding at the the higher or lower that you go, but it's it doesn't actually change the the pitch of the string. You can get harmonics, but unless if you're just playing it regularly, um, doesn't really matter where where you're playing it necessarily in terms of pitch, but it does give you a bit of a different tone. Brilliant. So so when you go out and, and play the gigs, is it just yourself or have you got a backing band or a session band or anything like that? No, it's it's me, myself and I. <laughs> Never been able to con anyone else into joining me, but um, yeah, it's a, it's just me and, and my harp and I, I also play the banjo. Um, not not super great and not, not a ton, but it helps to kind of break up the, you know, having playing one instrument and being a solo instrumentalist sort of um, shakes things up a little bit. But yeah, it's just me and me and my instruments. I can imagine they're very sort of not surreal, but surreal is the word I'm going to use. Sort of surreal gigs when when you you come out with the harp and he gives that lovely, you know it, that it's it's it, it is lullabyic. It's it it is a a dreamlike sound, isn't it? You know, it, yeah. I'm assuming that you 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 sort of promote a calm across the room. Yeah, I think it's you know sometimes there can be this really cool kind of vibe where it, it happens sometimes and it's always really fun when it does, especially if it's like, you know, like a, a generally loud bar or something. But there can there can be this sort of like across the room moment where people are like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> so that can be fun. But yeah, it's I, sometimes people tell me like, oh, I could I could listen to that while I fall asleep. I'm like, nah, I don't really know what I'm supposed to take that. But I guess that's a yeah. good thing, right? <laughs> um, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, I'd the like CD. you to play until I can't <laughs> hear you anymore. This yeah. is great. <laughs> um, so when you record, is it, you just go in and uh, is it you and a producer or is it just yourself uh, coming up with the, the, the melodies and obviously the, the claps and clicks and things like that? Yeah. So actually this, this song is sort of the last, sort of the beginning of a new sort of, um, way of recording and, and sort of a new setup for me. So this one I actually recorded in the same studio that I did my first album in, and this one was sort of all my own input and my own production and such. Um, but it's a little got a little bit more going on than my previous album. And then for all the rest of the songs on this com- coming album, I recorded them um, with uh, a, a awesome producer and friend down in Los Angeles. So this this is actually going to be the only one on the album that's. Um, I mean, pretty much everything else fits the same vibe as this, but this was sort of like my sort of setting the expectations for how I wanted this to go and then um, sort of brought this down to 
to my producer um, down in LA. And then we sort of took this idea and then kind of ran with it for the rest of the tracks on the album. So it's, it's pretty exciting. So what's, uh, what's, what's next for Ella Harp? Um, next, I guess, is um, just kind of doing final edits for the album. It's probably not going to be out till the fall, but I'm sort of organizing songs together to put out as singles over the next couple of months. And um, yeah, pretty exciting. The album is technically done recording, although I was driving back from Los Angeles and I royally totaled my truck. So that's oh, been dear. a bit of a shakeup, but <laughs> luckily I'm not dead. So really, I'm just grateful to not be dead and have all of my limbs and keep putting out music into the world and doing what I do. That sounds that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was really sketch, but that's okay. Drive slow, drive slower. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, this is going to sound really weird. Now, but tell me what screaming into the voids about? <laughs> it feels very <laughs> coincidental, I know. Yeah, actually. Um, so I I put my first album out, and you have all these grand expectations. I don't know why. You know, you hear about you know things going viral or whatever, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to put my album out, and like stuff's going to happen. And then, and then you do, and you're like, oh, like if stuff was going to happen, I was going to need to basically be the one setting the shit up. Like I should have been doing something about this, but you know, and then you don't and nothing really happens. So I, I guess it's just, I sort of had this moment of frustration where I was like, I'm making no difference at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's really what that was about was just kind of feeling like you're, you know, dropping a pin and into nothingness that, but, um, you know, it got a lot better after I wrote that. It's sort of, I guess like sort of the, the inspiration was kind of this like, you know, emo vibe of like, why nothing's happening. And then I got in a much better mindset and, and everything afterwards. It's, and it's obviously I'm still doing it. Yeah. But. It's funny you say that. Cause I, I, I obviously, I, I don't, Rich chooses the artist for the B-side and he sends it over to me. So mm-hmm. I, I picked it up, you know, Ella Harp screaming into the void. Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be rock. This is, this is going to be that. So pretty time when you get those, the first notes of the, of the harp and I just went, okay, totally ruined my expectation here. So let's see where <laughs> this goes. Yeah. I, I love the fact that he, he does that though, that, you, you know, ruins an expectation because I was expecting, you know, screaming and things like that. And he's more soothe, softly speaking into the void. And I like the, the juxtaposition of that. You know, it's, 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 you should be screaming into the void, but it's not you, you're softly speaking into it. It's, 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 it's a brilliant song. I love, I love the way you sing on it as well. I think it's fantastic. Thanks so much. And uh, that's obviously out now, isn't it? You can stream that and download it in all the places and all that sort of jazz. Is that right? You get that on. I know that you can get right. on Spotify because I'll go to on Spotify uh, myself. Yes, it's on Spotify and Apple Music and. Amazon Music and all those great things that you can find it, and also on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and and all the good little streaming dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, we'll finish off now. We're going to finish off now with a couple of just easy little questions, uh, questions I ask every week. So uh, we'll start with this this one. If you could replace one musician in any song and play their part and get the credit for it, what song would it be and who would it be? Oh, wow. That's a really interesting question. <laughs> if I could play a part, man. Um, well, it'd probably be like pretty unrealistic, but um, nothing else matters. Metallica, like that like guitar solo is so rad. If I could like work that up on the harp, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Holy shit, that's mine. You can't take that. That's mine. <laughs> it's, it's not the guitar solo. The bit I'd take is, um, do you know, you get to the chorus... Uh, and you get the lovely um, j- 
just it's like five or six notes that Kirk Hamnett plays and it's distorted and he's low in the mix and it just mm-hmm. it elevates the song so much I'd, I'd do that I'd just play those, those bits because uh, it's just fantastic yeah but that, that guitar solo is absolutely I, I've, I can play I used to be able to play that solo it is fucking amazing it so is, good it is and uh, yeah to say that he uh, it's, it's James Hetfield as well who, who wrote the solo to that it's not Kirk Hamnett as well because it's, it's basically James's song. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's just so much raw energy in that in that solo. It's brilliant. So good. And this is assuming I could even play the thing at all. But you could get some cool distortion on the harp. You know, I could. You could. You could put it through a pedal or something. Go for it. Yeah. Bit of bit of bend on the strings or something. <laughs> totally. Right, and, and we'll finish off with first and last. So uh, we'll ask you. I'm gonna ask you a few questions here. So it's just the first of something or the last of something or bend it in between. So uh, the first song you wrote. Um, the first song I wrote that I would say worked out, <laughs> um, I, I, I guess it was uh, it was about a, a Scottish shipwreck, the HMI Ilora, which was a, a ship that was carrying like 200 men back from the First World War back to the Isle of Lewis and stored away. And um, it hit a, a, the rocks not that far outside of the harbor and almost everyone died. So <laughs> it was more of a folky sort of thing, but it definitely has sort of a bluesy vibe to it. I'd tried to write songs for basically my whole life and it, I just had no luck and thought I had no skills at all. And then I sort of changed the way that I wrote songs and that one came out. I don't actually have that one recorded yet one of these days, but I have a video of it up on, up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I was going to, yeah, if you got that one recorded, I need to say, I need to listen to that. That's great. Yeah. It's, I have a live version of it up um, on YouTube. It's called Elora. I, O-L-A-I-R-E, Scottish Gaelic for Sea Eagle. Okay, well, we'll check that out. Uh, last song you listened to? Last song I listened to? You know, it was probably mine. That sounds horrible, but <laughs> it was probably Screaming Into the Void because I've been, you know, checking through master things before I send them off places. So selfishly, I am narcissistically obsessed with my own music. I listen to it every day. <laughs> Just kidding, but well, I did listen to my song last. <laughs> that's okay, because yours was the last song I listened to as well, so... Yes, on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, first time you played live... First time I played live, um, I guess I've been playing weddings since I was 12. So probably some Brando's wedding when I was 12. And I probably butchered it. And they're probably like, oh, thanks, honey. You did such a great job. <laughs> yeah, but you're playing a harp. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. No, nobody knows. <laughs> you were jazzing harp. That's what you're doing. You were jazzing harp. Fine. Uh, brilliant. Uh, okay. The last instrument you played. Last instrument I played is uh, the banjo. I built a little banjo recently that fits inside my harp case, and um, I've been been but- butchering that thing away. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a guitarist, and I've been occasionally uh, my girlfriend's got a uh, a ukulele, and occasionally I pick it up, and it's just so alien to me to try and play a a, a D chord that isn't and a G chord that isn't. And yeah, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, it's backwards. That is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, your first musical inspiration. First musical inspiration. I mean, I think that the first music I really connected with on like a sort of like a tone and lyrical level would be Joni Mitchell. She's got so many amazing things going on and yeah, she rocks my music world. Yeah, Joni Mitchell's fantastic. I've a, I've a love uh, a love and appreciation from for Joni Mitchell since uh, starting this podcast, so... I have the podcast to thank for Joni Mitchell. She's uh, a legend. She is fantastic. And we'll finish up with um, the last lyric that gave you an emotion. 
last lyric that gave me an emotion. Hmm. I mean, I, I feel music like I don't know if, if it's normal to feel that way, but it like like on ridiculous levels, like on every different part of my body getting weird little goosebumps and things whenever I listen to a song that I like. So it's like I feel like the music's playing me more than I'm like playing the music. But um, that's a, a lovely called- expression. That is a fantastic <laughs> expression. I'm stealing that for the podcast. <laughs> Good. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a song called um, called Sleeping on the Blacktop. I'm trying to remember what the guy's name is right now. Um, I'm totally blanking on it because I'm on the spot, but there's just some really great lines in that song. And it's like, yeah, sleeping on the blacktop, running through the trees. It's like, it's just got some really beautiful imagery in it. And it's, it's a baller song. I wish, I can't believe I can't think of this guy's name right now. Colter Wall. Thank you. There you go. Somehow I missed like hearing that song for like years and years. And I'm, I heard, I'm, like, I'm right now going to download some of, some of his stuff to listen to tomorrow. Oh, that song in particular is so, so yes. good. Colter Wall. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, so we've we've reached the end. Um, Ella, it's been absolutely a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, we, uh, obviously everybody can find you. All the stuff will be in the show notes because Richard puts all your socials in the show notes and where they can find you and show you some love and, you know, follow you on Instagram and Twitter and all. I'm assuming you're on all those places. I am on all those places. What's your handle on those places? Tell the people. Um, on Facebook, or sorry, on Instagram, it's Ella Harp. Instagram, Spotify, uh, YouTube, it's Ella Harp. And then on Facebook and Twitter, it's Ella Harp Music because some bitch got there first. <laughs> <laughs> but I never use Twitter. Brilliant. It sucks. But yeah, Facebook is Ella Harp Music. And yeah, check it out. Excellent. Thank you very much. So we're going to finish it now and play your song, Screaming Into the Void. Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Great talking with you. Right to the possible before you Sing of the trouble and the truth Send it to the emptiness and never tell Blow it a kiss, wish you well And scream Scream In a void Your dream Oh,
so that was Screaming Into The Void by Ella Harp. Ella Harp. Did, who chose this one, Wayne? You did. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> you, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, lazy piece of shit. Um, right. So, yeah, that was Ella Harp. Wasn't it beautiful? Lovely, isn't Stunning. it? Stunning. Oh, it's lulgy, doesn't it? Just make, you could lie down and... Almost fall asleep to it, but you don't want to fall asleep to it because that makes it sound like I'm saying it's boring. It's not boring, it's just beautiful. Um, I put, yeah, they start when you know the, the punch click. It's like the it reminded me of the, the scene in Wolf of Wall Street when they sat at yeah. the table, mm, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it's, it's a clever idea for percussion, you know, just to, and mm. I think she, she was just. Punching her shoulder, wasn't it? She's, she's punching and clicking like. and clapping because I asked. And punching, she said, clicking, yeah, and she clapping. Said, she's, yeah, her exact words were, you just use what you got. Okay. That's what she said. So, yeah. I think I think, it, uh, I think it works really well. It does work very well. Mm. To, there's an underlining. Is it is it all harp? Because it sounds like there's something else underneath it, like a bit of synth or something that gave it a bit of an oriental feel, I thought. I, I, uh, I don't remember bringing this up in the, in the, in the interview with her. Well, it might have been you, just you people might have just been heard the harp. There was definitely an oriental feel about it. It might have been the harp itself. Mm. But I was getting, I was getting oriental. That's what that's what it felt to me. Yeah. Um, I've I've mixed somebody else's notes up with these notes as well. That's what I've done there. <laughs> so rattling guitars for the next show for the our next episode that we'll be recording after this one. I've got that. I've got that notes in this. So well done. Yeah, yeah, I love this a lot. I love it. Like it's, uh, like you say, very creative. I love the the feel of it. It's it's just beautiful. Wayne, say something. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good chat uh, with Ella. Um, we spoke about uh, you know how the harp goes over. Where's she from? She's from San Francisco. She's from possibly the best known place I've ever come across. Go on. She lives in Half Moon Bay. Wow. Ooh. Do you know? Do you know why she's from San Francisco, though, Wayne? Because we are mega famous and people are just. <laughs> flocking to us from all over the world and that's what's happening now so you're, you're, you're if quite you said it with a bit more certainty I'd believe you you're quite lucky <laughs> you're, you're quite lucky to be here to be honest Chloe you should, I am you should thank your lucky stars thank we you are, lucky stars <laughs> we, we, we were over the weekend 120 in the in the podcast charts that's well, right that's, that's pretty on, good to be fair on Spotify on that Spotify is. but even so it's just you know that's still good yeah, yeah I think so fuck <laughs> you Wayne what do you know <laughs> Anyway, this is 120 on the podcast chart. There isn't like an official podcast chart. They all <laughs> have all got their own. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, we, we spoke about how, how the hop goes over at gigs, about a recording process, which is oh, just. But that's a bastard to carry around, isn't it? There. Ah, it's not what you think it is. Um, we spoke about a recording process with just her and her. It's a not producer. Like the one on the can of Guinness. No, uh, no, because she, she called it something. Imagine the one that. Um, the cherubs play, you know, and you see. Cher- oh, in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. The little one ones. Yes, yeah, little one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And we also spoke about how sound guys just shit themselves. When Does she, she have a bow and arrow as well? <laughs> no, she doesn't. know. <laughs> I'm the same as you guys. I love the the clicks and the claps, uh, and I think it gives. It's an, it has an almost clockwork mechanical feel to it. Oh yeah, now you say it. Yeah, yeah. It does, and, yeah. It, and, yeah. and when you twin it with the harp, it gives it like this dreamlike feel. And her singing as well, yeah. I, I think it's a really good song. I wouldn't have got that she was from the Americas. No, I thought I was going to speak to a, be speaking to an Irish lady, I did. Yeah. <laughs> was she fun to talk to, Wayne? Yeah, she was. She was a lot of fun. 
Ah, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. What did you think about this one then, Chloe? Honestly, I thought it was the catchiest thing I've heard in ages. I don't know. Coronavirus is quite catchy, apparently. I've been told. Oh, yeah, apparently so. Um, yeah, but no, it's so gentle. And I felt like, because I do a lot of yoga, I feel like it's something that I could put on my yoga playlist, to be honest, and probably mm-hmm. chill out to. But um, it also reminded me, like, what you just said about, um, it kind of reminds me of if you open a jewellery box and there's a dancer that's going around. It's just, you know, just really yeah. cute and it's just so nice. Yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> Give complete me more. Contra- complete contrast to the first song, I think so, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But both very good songs I, in I their like, own right. Yeah, I like the yeah, fact yeah. that she's she's softly singing, screaming into the void as well. Yeah. I like the juxtaposition of that. That's really when nice. you get when you gave me the song title, I was just like, Oh, is this gonna be a metal track? But yeah. then it's just obviously not. <laughs> yeah, Mercury, quite soft metal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought you were screaming like Freddie Mercury okay, no, yeah, Mercury. This is almost liquid. I'm not doing very good tonight, am I? Right. Just I'm a bit slow on the uptake, that's all. Okay. It's the it's the best section coming up now though, isn't it? Well just just before we do, again. You can check Ella Harp out on all the, the the places that you'd check them out, like the Spotify and the SoundCloud, probably on SoundCloud, I don't know. She's on yeah, SoundCloud? I think so. And you can go and buy her work, if you like it, at iTunes, I'd imagine, or Amazon. So if you do like it, do that, because, you know, it's a good thing to do. So we're going to move on to our... No, that's a different. That's it's a different podcast, that's a different mate. Pod, that is. That's a different episode. <laughs> We're going to move on to our, uh, our wild card. <laughs> you wouldn't understand that because you didn't listen to the last show. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like my wolf had been tranquilised this week. <laughs> Okay then, so through the randomness of randomness and generating randomness and stuff on the Twitter, because I put it out on Twitter the other day, um, see, how many, see how many people got back to me. I put, this was my message on the Twitterverse, if I can find it. Oh, it's a while ago. Oh, here we go. Let's have a look. Ooh. So, I keep slurping still, Wayne. Stop. <laughs> so, yes, so I put it on Twitter five days ago. I put, artists, singers, musicians, post your SoundCloud links, music video links, Apple Music links, Spotify links for a chance to be played on an upcoming episode. Uh, We've got 217 responses. Nice. Do you want to give me a number from um, 1 to 217, Chloe? Uh, 103. Okay, so 103. We've got Billy McMusic. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mick, oh mate, he looks camp. <laughs> wow. It's, anyway, um, did he actually... Power, where is, oh, there we go. We've got a YouTube link. Billy McMusic. See so if we can find uh, some sort of bio on Billy Mick. BillyMick.com. Let's have a look. Mr. Billy Mick. Boyo, it's just right there at the top. There you go. Gay singer, I told you you look camp. <laughs> Congratulations, your gay doll's working. <laughs> Can we leave that in? <laughs> if you want. <laughs> G- 
gay singer songwriter. Why do Why do I feel the need to tell people I'm gay? <laughs> When people ask me about me, so who, so who, who, are you, who are you? Well, I'm straight Richard from, um, <laughs> from Birmingham. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I might just start calling you that name. Straight Richard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Gay singer songwriter from Central Florida, from the Americas, again, mega famous. Um, one, one coast to another on this episode. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello across the pond, Billy Mick. Billy Mick is loving life, his community and his family and friends after attending Manchester Pride in 2018 with his husband. Billy was inspired by the overwhelming sense of community and acceptance he experienced. Seeing so many diverse and talented performers on the musical stages made him realise the time was right to share his music with others. Billy has already re- released... Struggled there, Wayne. Yeah, I, I was struggling between realised and released. <laughs> I settled on released and I was right. Released seven singles this year from his first soon to be released album. Recently honoured to perform at Orlando's Miss Gay Days pageant and at Space Coast Pride. His dream is to continue performing at similar events around the world. Billy Mick has found his voice and he's ready for what the future holds. Come on, Billy! Let's see what you've got. Go be honest, nice bio as well. It was a nice bio, yeah. and I hope I didn't offend you with my um, my banter. <laughs> um, so this is Billy Mick with his song. This is Billy Mick with his song, Angel. Yep.
there's lots of there's, there's still lots left of the video. No, I think we're finished. That's it. But there's still lots left of the video. It's just ten years in it. Oh yeah, okay. It's just ten years in it. It's all just ten years in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice carry on, can I do? <laughs> okay. Okay, so that was Billy Mick with his song. What was it, Angel? As if you forgot that. And I was absolutely right. This was the campest thing I have seen in such a... It was so camp, it's made me gay. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was, it was fun as fuck, or it, let's be it honest. It was really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant! I absolutely loved it. I like the videos. Yeah, you know, obviously I'm I'm not a gay man, but watching the video, I I enjoyed the video. And I think you know more gay men should do that. You know, be, be real. It's like as much as I love George Michael, he he was never real in his videos, was he? he you know, this bloke. Have a, I don't know. Watch outside. Bit of a smooch with another bloke and whatever. It's it's good. It's good. You know, don't be scared. I, I think. And not in this day yeah. and age, no. Not well, in this day and age, yeah. You should, yeah I, I, no, I really liked it. It was a good video. It was a fun video. If you get a chance, Chloe, because you didn't see the video, have a look at the video. It was a good video. Yeah, yeah, I will. But it was a fun song. I it really was. liked it. He, had, yeah, he, had, he actually had a really good voice. I, like, I liked his voice. It's a lot of fun. It's mm. a lot of fun. It's, it's, I, I don't want to say stereotypical, but it, it feels like if you're in a gay club, that's the sort of music. You know, or pride—that's the sort of thing they play. And he's, you but know, that's what he's that's what he's from his bio. That's that's what he's and, trying and, to do. And you know, he's smashing it out of the exactly. ballpark. Yeah, <laughs> to dance to that sort of stuff, absolutely. I could dance to that. I'd that quite happily yeah, stand and, stand on a float through Manchester Pride and have a dance to that myself. I think that's yeah. Manchester America, though. I don't think it is. I think he came over here. You reckon so? I reckon it's Manchester. I like to think he came over here. I like to think it as well, but I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, he'll let us know. <laughs> Billy, Billy Mick. Billy Mick? Billy Mick. Billy Mick. Uh, let us know. Was it Manchester over here or over there? Oh, it doesn't really matter. No, just interested. What do you think, Chloe? I really liked it. Honestly, I, I wanted to dance around my room, but I have headphones on, so I was like trying to. <laughs> it, was, it was too hard to. But um, yeah, no, it's great. I think it was really good how he's staying true to himself as well. I just love stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I really, really liked it, to be honest. It's great. <laughs> so much fun. It yes, was fun. fun. Lots and lots. That's a word to describe that. It's lots and you of don't fun. get that much, uh, much in music anymore, really. No. no. It's something that's very serious in it. Yeah, yeah, it's all very serious. It's all very. Yeah, or angry. It's either serious or angry. Yeah. Yeah. This was neither. It was just fun. Yeah, I like this a lot. Yeah. Um, get in contact with us, Billy, if you want. If you're interested, we'll have you on the show. We'd love to have you on the show. You could. Uh, I think you'd be. Re- I think you'd be really good fun. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Right. So yeah, yeah, that was him. I'll leave all of his socials, all of his music streams, and everything in the show notes. Go and check out his other works. I'm going to be checking out his other works. Same. Yes. Cool. He only has 150 subscribers on YouTube. Let's get more. He's got loads of streams on Spotify. Has he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, most, have you? Most streams is th- over 36,000. Wow. Yeah, that's not too... That's quite good, isn't it? That's all right. Yeah. There you go, then. So, yeah, that was that. That was that. That's... Somebody at the door. It'll be Neil. Neil. 
Hello, Neil. The, the third member of the podcast. He's turned up for the. He's hey. turned up late. Yeah. Oh, you missed a, a wild card, mate. There was chaos in the street. There was. There was. There was. It, it discombobulated me. Discombobulated. There was, there was a sign at the top of the road saying the road was closed. So I went all the way round, and then I realised when I parked somewhere else and walked back, that it was only the little bit at the bottom of your road. Yeah. Oh. Have I got the headphone? I'm just trying to find it. Was that me? So, so I've missed everything, haven't Neil, I? Neil usually arrives for the wild card, but you've just missed it. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Um, Who am I talking to? Chloe Mogg. Hello, Chloe. Hello, you're right. Are you any relation to Jacob Rees? No, no. I- I'm very relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. Very, <laughs> I can imagine. It's a very, it's a very Googleable name, though. I mean, yeah, you, know, you can yeah. go and find Chloe Mog on 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 Google. You don't, you know, there's, there's going to be no more. It's not like uh, Peter Smith. You can find him on Google. You, you've got no chance. Chloe Mog is only going to be her. You can do the same with Jacob Rees Mog. You could do, but who the fuck wants to Google him? He's he's the parliamentary representative for the 17th century. What? That's what they call him in Parliament, apparently. Oh, right, okay. Because he's so sort of set in his ways. <laughs> you can see how you can see how the tone has changed since Neil's got here. <laughs> right. Oh. So yes, we're going to move on to our special guest. Our special guest who is Chloe Mogg. She's joined us all the way from not the Americas, just down the road in Stourport. So how are you, Chloe? What's new with you? I'm all good. I am releasing a single on Saturday, so I guess that's pretty cool. Um, what else have I been doing? I've well, just this got will be back... released on the Monday, so you, 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 you'll be releasing a, a single on Saturday gone. Well yeah, done, you've Saturday just invented gone. time travel. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like Jacob Rees-Mogg. Wow. <laughs> that's enough Jacob Rees-Mogg now. I'm on <laughs> so tell us a bit about this single. Um, so it's quite different to what I usually write, if I'm not honest. Uh, I wrote it years ago as a, a solo bass piece, just me and my, my bass guitar, basically. Basically. <laughs> um, Brilliant. <laughs> how bad was that, eh? Yeah. So you bring the tone right back down, Chloe, go for it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Is, is this why you asked me earlier if it's recorded or live? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> Jesus um, so, Christ. No, I know, yeah. <laughs> so, so I wrote it and um, my boyfriend uh, helped me produce it and he came up with this like really cool like dance track and I was like, that's actually really, really good. I'm going to release that. And uh, yeah, so it's it's very different to what I usually write. Like I said, I usually write a lot of, you know, alternative rock grunge kind of sound, but I've always been interested in trip hop. So this is kind of my, my trip hop revelation coming through i suppose but yeah it's, uh, i'm very proud of it mm. fusing fusing grunge with edm that could piss a lot of people off um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck tradition uh, I, oh i really like that ed grunge thanks <laughs> it's really good um so what, how, how are you planning on getting this single out you're gonna you're gonna to- do a tour for the uh, single or is it um, part of an album that you're going to put out eventually or 
Well, I, I'm not not doing a tour, but I've already, I'm already gigging a lot anyway, so I'm just going to start adding it to my set, I suppose. Uh, it's more for like um, a promotional thing online, I suppose, because I haven't really got much music out. Well, I ha- this is my first single that I've released in two years, so I needed some music out. Um, but I am recording my, my debut album, and uh, this potentially could be on it, that's all I'm saying. Okay. You've got a Spotify, haven't you? Uh, I do, yeah, but this will be the first one that's on there, pretty much. Cool. Well, I I think it's a good start. What do you think, Wayne? Yeah, it's it's putting me in mind of, like, uh, Mezzanine, Massive Attack album from 1998. Really? Oh, awesome. You know, I like like that it starts with the skeletal-ness of of the song, you know, and then... Even when yeah, you're bringing, it kind of goes yeah. left field. You 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 start. No, not left field. Massive attack. I know who left field is. Um, yeah, it starts and it, you think this. You know, it sounds traditional grunge, and it's like all that all that distortion and reverb just disappears. And it's like, what the fuck? It doesn't start here? like that though. It's more. It's that trip hop thing at the start. Was it? Yeah. No, no, it comes in with just the bass and the guitars. It starts off quite traditional. I'm sure there's something electronic at the start. I'm going to replay the song now, (laughs) just to settle the argument. I'm not, because I might be wrong. You you could just tell us, Chloe, he was right. (laughs) It was was quite, yeah, it's quite, I guess, mellow to begin with. Um, But then, like... like, Choral choral bass, isn't it, to start with? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because, well, like I said before, the song was written just bass and vocals. It didn't have any production with, like, the drums or the, you know, the intense uh, guitar sounds. So I kind of wanted the same element that I had before at the beginning, but then obviously build into this big production, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's it's a bit more mellow at the beginning, and then obviously you get the the electronica in. <laughs> it was something different, and I like something different. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, uh, obviously the listeners haven't heard it yet. They'll get to listen to it in a minute. Then what they're talking about? I don't know what they're <laughs> talking about. Just have to wait. We'll we'll play it out. Um, yeah. So what's next for you? We're, we're, you know, obviously you've got your gigs and stuff. Do you have any plans for the year? Um, so I'm recording my album, like I said. Um, I'm hoping to release it around October time, and um, and well, I'm just spending all my time until then to get it all finished. I've got six tracks down already. I just need to hopefully do another six, and uh, yeah, we'll see. But it's it's taken me like oh, I think this is the third year of me recording it to actually get it, you know working well so um i've been a lot you know doing a lot of songwriting to help obviously move the process go you know quicker but uh yeah i'm like i said i do a lot of um journalism as well so that's my like my my job in the daytime as well and uh yeah i just i'm i'm always busy there's just never a time where i just sit down uh, that feels <laughs> yeah. yeah um so with the album, are you gonna, is it going to be quite linear in the way it feels, or is it going to be? Um, is it going to be quite, you know, diverse? I think it'll be quite diverse because um, my my main influence is Jeff Buckley, so I'm into more like the alternative sound that he had, and, and most of my songs are kind of like that. But um, like obviously, because of Judgment Day releasing that, it's gonna I think 
bring a different crowd in and I feel like I'm going to have, I don't know, I'm going to be experimenting more with my sound with the trip hop because I just love it and I'll see <laughs> how it how it goes, I suppose. How are you going to approach that live? Because obviously you, you play your bass and you play guitar on stage. Yeah. Um, well, I have uh, a drummer anyway and I'm sure we could get a, a sample pad and maybe a little, I guess, sample it or something. But um, doing it solo... Yeah, there's ways around it. Doing it solo, however, is going to be a challenge, but I'm sure I'll figure it out somehow. You could do a stripped-back version, couldn't you? Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Got anything to say, Wayne? Now we're at the end, I think. Yeah. Neil? No, I really, really like the song. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was uh, amazing how you can have an EDM gun song that was actually quite... sounded quite beautiful at the same time. It was... uh, (laughs) Thank you. So yes, Chloe, thank you for joining us on the show and taking time out for us. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh yeah, on that note Well go check out all the artists, including Chloe. Um show them some love, show them some support. Show us some love, show us some support. Uh, you can find us on all the mediums, everything, everywhere, YouTube, Spotify iHeartRadio we, we, we have we have a new YouTube channel because I've deleted the old one I don't want to talk about it I've just deleted it we've got a new one and um, yeah show us he just went insane one night <laughs> the name of his autobiography that is I deleted my YouTube channel I don't want to talk about it <laughs> I do ran- the guys will tell I do random shit like this occasion and they just shake their head at me um, so yeah, we have a new YouTube channel. Uh, go, uh, go and support us on there. Go and follow us, subscribe to us. Because you're not just supporting us, you're also supporting the artists that we work with because the more you listen to us, they also get listened to as yeah, well. leave us some comments. I mean, know. don't get me wrong. I want to be famous, but it is for the artist as much as it, as it is us. So, yeah, leave us some comments. Let us know what you think of the artists. Go on to iTunes and give us a five star. Don't give us anything like If you think we're lower than five stars, don't bother. Just, just don't. <laughs> just don't. Because those five stars help us get the podcast out there and it helps us get the artists and out there. If you would like to support us, we have got a Patreon um, account. And that we don't do anything with. Uh, we, we do. With this, this thing is coming out. I've got some videos in the pipeline. We've got know. donations. Just yeah. give us money. It's easier. <laughs> Give us your fucking money. Do you know more, more, more than money? <laughs> Sounds like Bob Geldof, That's what I was for. <laughs> Do you know what? More than money for me. It's the uh, the the subscribers and on on iTunes and the 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 five stars and the leave us a yeah. If review. you if you don't want to support us financially, please subscribe. It means a lot. But you, sub- you could subscribe and support us financially if you feel that way, inclined. <laughs> I feel like we've gone down a rabbit hole now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like I said, go and support all the artists as well. Chloe, go and check her out on her socials and on her streams. Go and buy her work. Just spend money. If you've got money, just spend it on me. You can't go out. Spend it on the artists. Just spend it. You can't go out anywhere. Coronavirus. Give me your money. (laughs) So I don't think I could have been more convincing than that. Did you mention the coronavirus again? I was just saying you can't go out anyway. It's a curfew, you know. Oh, well, not in Britain, but in the rest of the Interesting world. Interesting fact about the coronavirus, which makes it seem a lot less scary. When you realise that you can sing COVID-19 to the tune of Come On Eileen. 
It takes all the fear out of it, and you'll never be able to look at it again without that tune going through your head. COVID-19. Oh, COVID-19. At this moment, you mean everything. I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. Neil. Thanks for listening. Oh, she's been Chloe. Oh, if yeah. indeed you still are. Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for your patience, Chloe. You've been amazing. Thank you for having me. Judgment Day won't be the same when I tell you I love you. Will I be okay with the closure remains the truth? And I know all I do in my life is for me. Can't you see that I'm okay?
For kids living in poverty, healthy can be hard to imagine. That's why Walgreens and Redna's Day are helping children access the health we all deserve, so that for them, healthy sounds a lot more like... <laughs> Join Walgreens this Redna's Day, and together we can help even more kids stay healthy. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.